Hello and welcome to Your Life Choices. I'm your host, John Deeks, and thank you for joining us today. And it's great to have Paul Morell's company. Paul is the man behind Senior Drivers AUS, SeniorDriversOz.com. Now, if you live in one of Australia's capital cities, you'll see the proliferation of e-scooters, both private and commercial, invading our streets. Now, I don't know about you, but I've got a feeling it's just a matter of time till I get collected and skittled by one of these scooters riding illegally on the footpath. But there is pushback. 90% of Parisians just voted to ban e-scooters in Paris, and it looks like London just might do the same. It is a shame because it's a great way to commute around our busy cities for short trips, especially for tourists or people just wanting to get from A to B. But unfortunately, many riders don't play by the rules and are putting a lot of folks in danger, especially us seniors. Now, that's just one of the subjects we've been talking to Paul Morell about today, and I have him on the line. Welcome back to Your Life Choices, Paul. Thank you, John. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. And it is a bit of an issue with... Uh, I, I live in the city of Melbourne, and I can tell you, mate, it is just a matter of time till I get hit. It is. Unfortunately, it is. And it's much more of a risk, unfortunately, for the over-50s, people who are not quite as limber as we used to be. Yeah. Yeah, it's dangerous. Uh, what do you see as uh, the answer to some of these? Because clearly the police have got enough to do and they are finding it very difficult. And also... The incredible thing is if I get hit by a rental e-scooter that's on the footpath, the insurance doesn't cover me. No, indeed it doesn't. Look, it's it's an issue that's been allowed to arise, I think, because the authorities have just let it go. And now that it's become a problem, and you, as you said, um, the Parisians have voted against, by the way, only only rented scooters, rental scooters. Mm. But, you know, last year in Paris, there were, you know, three, three deaths from people being hit by e-scooters and 459 injuries. I mean, it is an issue and getting worse. And like you, I mean, they're useful things. They make a lot of good sense. But banning them is sort of a bit of a a draconian response to a problem. They need to be controlled. We have all sorts of issues with them. And really, the issues that seem to be arising are that they're being ridden without helmets. Uh, They're being ridden two to a scooter. They're very easy things to modify so that you know, they're limited to 25 kilometres an hour, which, by the way, is pretty damn fast on a, on a footpath. Mm. But they're very, very easy to modify so they can do 30, 35, 40 kilometres an hour. And in some cases, it's just a switch. Yeah, I noticed that uh, in uh, uh, Senior Driver Oz that you had done a report on that very thing. I just wish the government would just think it all through, especially when it comes to the insurance, because I don't want to have to sue somebody uh, and go through all that court process when it's when it's their fault. And I, I think it's, uh, an easy way to do it is if uh, you can s- sort of claim against the hiring company. Yeah, that's, that's one step. I mean, the first stage, obviously, John, is to be able to recognise someone, identify someone on a scooter. Mm. Um, at the moment, they're completely and utterly anonymous. So if someone collects you on a footpath and then rides away, how do you identify whoever that was? Uh, just about impossible. So even even the possibility of getting compensation is out the window if you can't identify who did it. I agree with you that if we can take it back to the e-scooter rental company, but then they're going to be in a situation of, well, we don't know who was riding our bike at our scooter at that time either. It needs to be thought through from the basis all the way through to the end result. And you know, I love it because it's it's the un the unintended consequences. Absolutely, if you like. I, that's my exactly, favorite experience. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I think it has to be, it has to be addressed properly. And then, you know, there'll be an uproar. The last time I did a story on e-scooters, I had people getting in touch with me saying, oh, get a life and do this and do that. But funnily enough, I, I then asked 
all those people who responded to my article to give me their experiences, what experiences have they had with pedestrians, what experiences have they had with push bikes, what experiences have they had with other drivers, with car drivers, whilst riding scooters. And some of these people were, were using scooters to commute to work quite long distances. Interestingly enough, not one of them came back to me. So it was all the it was all the froth and bubble and, and frothing at the mouth, and then no support for me to get the other side of the argument, if you like. And I'm still open to hearing what what scooter riders have got to say. So, folks, please be careful with those e-scooters out there, and look left and right and left again, like uh, the cat tells you to do. Who was he? Who was he? Uh, Hector, the road safety cat. That's right, because uh, you've got to do it now on the footpaths as well. Can you believe it? Moving on to other uh, things, I've always interested across Easter and Christmas. Paul, that New South Wales have the double demerits, but we don't have it here. I'm a bit confused if I get pinged for speeding in New South Wales, how it affects me as a Victorian driver. Please explain. I wish someone would explain, John. It is a, it is a total confusion and I just can't see the logic in it. There is a major argument about whether double demerit points actually have an effect on the road toll. Now, one side says, yes, people are more concerned about getting double demerit points, so they'll drive more carefully. The other side says, well, you know, if killing yourself on the roads doesn't uh, dissuade you from misbehaving, then why would double demerit points? Probably the best way to explain the difference in when you say, if I'm driving New South Wales, what will happen, is to explain what would happen. You're a Victorian driver. If you're caught speeding in New South Wales over Easter, or if you were caught speeding in New South Wales over Easter, you don't get double demerit points because... There are no double demerit points in Victoria, so they apply the rules that apply in Victoria. Now, I don't see the logic in that because why would why would there be two different penalties for the same offence? Now, the other side of that, which gets even more confusing, is if you were caught using a phone whilst driving in New South Wales, you as a Victorian driver were using a phone in New South Wales, you will be fined and receive four demerit points. And that's despite the fact that in New South Wales, that offence carries five demerit points and 10 during the double demerit period. So you are going to get four points off your licence. A New South Wales native is going to get 10 points off his or her licence. Wow. And not only that, we'll go even further than that, um, the fine for you as a Victorian would be $362 or $481 if you're in a school zone. And instead of the fine that you would have got in Victoria for exactly the same offence of $545. Confusing? Of course it is. It's totally and utterly illogical that for the same offence, different people are going to be penalised different different penalties, face different penalties. Uh, and I, 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 it just doesn't make any sense at all. And then just to make it even more complicated, the ACT, who also apply double demerits during these periods, apply the double demerits that you get in the state where it's incurred. So if you're in New South Wales or WA, you'll get those points off your licence as it would be in WA and the fine. So there's just no consistency and there's no logic in it. And I've, I've explained it in a lot more detail in the article because it, it is just so difficult to understand. And you'll find that article in Senior Driver Oz. Senior Driver, one word, com is the place to go. If, like me, your head's about to fall off and you need a whiteboard, it is explained a lot more clearly than you have tried to do, and God bless you, Paul, you <laughs> great man. Uh, you'll find it right there. Um, how how are your eyes, mate? My eyes, my eyes are um, my eyes are doing. No? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we all need to get our eyes checked quite regularly, especially as we get older, especially if we're on the road. We do indeed. The problem with eyesight is it, it's a slow degenerative process, and the fact is that we don't notice that our eyes have gotten worse until probably someone tells us. 
And if you're not being tested, then there is absolutely no way to know that your eyes are degenerating. And honestly, driving at night becomes much more difficult when your eyes get worse, particularly as you age. Um, Look, I can't stress enough. I mean, apart from all the other benefits of having your eyes tested, it makes you safer on the roads. And for most of us, it won't even cost any money to go in and have an eye test. So, yes, folks, please go get your eyes tested. Incredibly important. Now, recently we've had some very big rains right around Australia, and, boy, haven't our roads suffered. Haven't they, indeed. They weren't too good to start with, John, as you probably know. (laughs) Which state do you think has the worst road conditions? It's a a race to the bottom, isn't it? I mean, try and work out who's got the worst ones. I've driven in most states and and recently in the last 12 months. Uh, It's it's a pretty close-run thing, and it also depends where, because the roads are... The responsibility of different authorities. So some councils are very ordinary when it comes to looking after their roads and other councils are a little less ordinary. Who knows? I mean, they're just, they're all terrible. And I can't believe it with the amount of roadworks I have to drive through. You'd think we'd have the best roads in the world. In South Australia, there was a case where the, there are roadworks and because the traffic has all been diverted onto one lane, the roads are just disintegrating almost in front of your eyes. And I had a one, one of my readers got in touch with me with a Tesla and basically destroyed a front wheel and tyre. How? And then when they called to get it fixed, then found out that the rear tyre had been killed as well. Uh, incredibly expensive exercise. We have to uh, really look after our tyres, and I know that uh, I did a, a driving course once. I think I might have told you this uh, when we were just sort of sitting around together when I bought a Mazda RX-7 uh, because people were getting... Uh, understandably hurt in those cars because it had so much grunt and no weight. They were actually sending people, when you bought one, you go off and do a, a driver's uh, test or you know dri- driving course down the Calder Raceway, which was fantastic. One of the things it that was, really impressed right. upon me was the importance of tyre pressures and checking them. And, and there are certain things we should do when we fill up the car. Have another 10 minutes, check your tyres. What else should we be doing? Uh, look, obviously tyres are critically important when it comes to safety. Um, it's also, it's one of those things, I mean, okay, most modern cars will tell you if you've got a brake light or tail light out, but, you know, not all of them. And it's worth checking that your brake lights actually work. Um, you know, yeah. Someone's travelling along behind you and they don't realise you're slowing down. They're just as likely to run straight into the back of your car. Uh, you know, it's, it's sort of common sense. Um, it doesn't all have to be done at the servo when you're, when you're filling up which can also get people behind you a little annoyed if you're not moving along. Um, but literally almost every every week or month or so, just check these things. Just walk around the car, check the, the state of the tyres, check that there are no you know, signs of damage on them, um, check that your, you know, your radiator is topped up, check that your um, windscreen washer bottle's full. You know, it takes, as you say, 10 minutes to just do a quick check on the car. I, I just keep thinking about the palm, the size palm of your hand is what is between you and the, the road. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's awful. And, of course, you know, we were talking before about potholes. I mean, with, lower, with low-profile tyres, they are very susceptible to damage. And, indeed, low-profile tyres make your wheels more susceptible to damage. So mm. you need to check those things. Paul, we've just skimmed the surface of so many wonderful articles that can be found in Senior Driver Oz. And what is the one thing that is making Paul Morell the happiest at the moment when it comes to driving and cars and the thing that is making the most angry? John, you just opened up another can of worms. Uh, Happiest is that we're still able to drive and happy that you as Your Life Choices and me as Senior Driver Oz are able to, in many ways, help 
older drivers stay on the road longer. Yay! You know, by getting your guys tested and, and just knowing what's going on, you get to drive longer, and that's vital for everybody. I think it's wonderful that people can stay on the roads as long as possible. Um, what's making me angry is... <laughs> Don't start me. What's making me angry? <laughs> now, I know you're not an angry old man. I know that. Because uh, we, no, we, no, no, no. We've I'm sat not down together face-to-face, to face and I know you're not. <laughs> but, no, what, what, what is an issue at the moment still is um, the, the threats, if you like, to older drivers, the fact that um, doctors are being held responsible now for whether you keep your licence or whether you stay on the road. Wow. Um, and, well, it's, it's one of those things, because we live in a, we live in a litigious world, um, if a doctor is then the sole arbiter of whether you are able to drive or not, then he or she is going to make that decision probably best if you don't because that way I won't get sued. Yeah. Um, and that now concerns me because there need to be more measures against whether you should stay on the roads or not. Uh, I noticed in Queensland, for example, they're now introducing or, or considering introducing tougher, tougher rules because they had a record road toll last year. Um, they're talking about maybe even making people sit their tests again or, or at least show an understanding of the road rules. And for some of us, we got our licences so long ago, the road rules, you know, in those days they were a four-page brochure and now it's like a telephone book. Mate, um, I, I, so, yeah, all I did was uh, drive the policeman down to get his his uh, dry cleaning and then drove back. That was it. <laughs> Seriously. And, I mean, you know, yeah. but there you go. Yeah, look, it's, it's one of those things. Again, it'll be, it'll be very controversial. I don't think any of us really want to reset a licence test. But... You know, I think it's important that we show that we know the new rules. I mean, you've only got to drive around a roundabout to know that no one understands the rules on roundabouts. So, you know, how many more rules are misunderstood? And the, the, the safety on a, on the roads is purely and simply dependent on other people obeying the road rules. Um, for example, if someone decides that they don't have to pay attention to a red light, then you're going to get wiped out when you go through a green light. Yeah. You know, if someone doesn't indicate leaving around or does indicate not leaving around about and you pull out in front because that person told you they're turning left, and you get wiped out, well, you know, that's an awful situation. Senior Drivers Oz is a great resource, folks. I really do recommend you go and check out Paul Morell's wonderful site, seniordriversozaus.com, a wonderful resource. And, Paul, you're a great friend to your life choices, and uh, we do thank you for giving up your time. Oh, you're welcome, John. My pleasure. Senior Driver Oz is the place to go.com. You've heard from the man himself, and there is just so much there to experience, and I do recommend you go there. But until next time, this is me, John Deek, saying thank you for being part of the Your Life Choices podcast. 